This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. And blocking URL sharing via tweet or DM with zero context as to why we're blocking, unacceptable. Huh. Writes like a child. Manages the company like one, too. Here's Jerry Callahan. I, I, admit, I admit, we don't know much. You know, we do our best, but we don't know much. I know, uh, you know, numbers of uh, Boston Bruins players from the 1970s. I know, I know all in the family. That pretty much memorized. Uh, I know, you know, the uh, some of the like Braveheart. I know some Mel Gibson movies. We don't, I know Dave, he knows wrestling. I think he knows wrestling. He knows Barstool podcasts, and uh, Turtle Boy knows ratchets and uh, people that uh, pull scams, pull GoFundMe scams. That's his expertise. We don't know much, but we know this we know uh, big tech censorship because nobody has been censored by big tech in some form or another more than Turtle Boy. And uh, we know how it works, and we know what's going on now, and we are going to get into it today because they have crossed the line. This is big. This is huge. Tucker Carlson called it the a dark day in U.S. history, and he is right. We'll, we'll get into all that, and we'll recap the wonderful performance by ACB. Uh, who just kicked ass and exposed the moron, the morons on the uh, on this, at least the Democrats on the Senate Judiciary Committee? Another big time football coach got the coronavirus, and we learned one thing: we learned how much coaches are worth because the the point spread shifted when he announced that he had the virus. Uh, we'll, we'll get into all that today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at DCU org slash refinance insured by NCUA membership required. All right. For once, I'm happy to see you, Turtle Boy. I mean, I, you know, I like I like talking. You're, you're good. You got your uh, strengths. You know, you're uh, you got those one or two things that you really know. You know well, and this is one of them, as we know, because you've gotten yanked off Twitter what two weeks ago. How many yeah. times have you been? How many times have you been banned by Twitter? Not as many times as I've been banned by Facebook, but many, 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 many times. So, so you, so Facebook and Twitter, who, who are yet, who we're going to talk about because yesterday, uh, as we know, the, we we talked about it, Dave and me and Shattuck got into the, the New York Post story. I tweeted it. We went, we read it yesterday on this podcast. We showed our Facebook audience the photos, which are hysterical, of uh, Tuck of Tucker of uh, Hunter Biden passed out in bed with a crack pipe in his mouth and just wasted in the tub with a cigarette. These unbelievable photos, which if they were of Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump would be, as I, I tweeted, the New York Post would, would wallpaper their, I mean, the New York Times would wallpaper their office with that photo for Donald Trump Jr. It'd be the biggest story on CNN, MSNBC, every network, every mainstream newspaper would be all over it. I love Hunter Biden. You know two things. It's True, the story is true, and B, it is damaging to Joe Biden because his friends, his surrogates in big tech went into overdrive. And as I, I always say, they're not even subtle, Aiden. They're not even pretending that they're not on 
team Biden and doing everything in their power to help Sleepy Joe. Yesterday, Facebook, this guy Andy Stone, immediately tweeted, who, uh, uh, who's from Westford, Massachusetts, we'll get them in by the way. He, um, he immediately went and tweeted that they're not going to allow users to share the link. No, no real reason given. They lied and said it was about hacking, but it was this this computer wasn't hacked. This computer is owned by the computer repair guy, and he shared it. We'll get into that. And then Twitter took it to another level. They started. They I tried to share the story. They won't let you. And they, I, I tried to share it later in the day. The other post story. They won't let you. And then they started banning everybody. They banned Kaylee McEnany. They banned uh, a suspended. They suspended James Woods. They yeah, don't care. You because it used to be, you know, it used to be lowly old turtle boy who was under the jackboot of these big tech bullies, and now it's it's everybody. Now everyone knows what it feels like to be turtle boy. I invented big tech censorship. Me and James Woods are sellies, Jerry. You know, well, I, I asked both of you guys before the show. Kind of obviously, I know Facebook is involved with this, but I'm a Twitter guy, so I didn't really. I feel like Facebook is being left off the hook here in terms of the amount of shit that they're taking because Jack Dorsey is like the the face of this whole thing now, right? Like he's yeah. The- I, I'd say you're right. He took over. I mean, like I said, Andy Stone started it. This this moonbat from Westford who. Uh, is the what is what's his title? Aiden communications director, some for yeah, Facebook. communications. Uh, I think I mean, I'm on his LinkedIn right now. His com- title is policy communications director, and he looks at he looks like just this pajama boy. Yes, um, he he he, he, he doesn't hide it though. Here's his Twitter. I'm looking at his Twitter bio right now. He says, obviously, communications from Facebook is his title now. Alum, House Majority Pack, Senator Boxer. DCCC, Democrat, whatever, committee for whatever, all far left, hard left outfits he used to work for, and he still does because he works for Facebook. Where did he go to college? Uh, I don't know. Do you have his bio? George Washington. So this guy is literally a Washington insider, 100% liberal. He's a field coordinator for the John Kerry campaign in Manchester, New Hampshire. He's done everything. Like he worked, like he said, Barbara Boxer, he worked for all these things. And then he gets a job. At, at Facebook, which, by the way, you know, woke liberal Facebook just hires a white guy, uh, you know, a wealthy white guy from Westford. They're very they're very they're going to lecture you about diversity, though, Jerry. Right. Right. Here's his tweet yesterday, 20 hours ago after the, the New York Post story. If you're just tuning in, or if you didn't listen yesterday, it's a blockbuster. It's all it, there's one real meaty meaningful takeaway it's that joe biden lied when joe biden said he didn't talk to uh oh he lied I mean, obviously joe biden wakes up in the morning and he's and he just starts lying because he can he takes away with it the media doesn't call him out on it but he said pretty emphatically on a number of occasions that he didn't talk to anybody on behalf of his son we now know that's a lie in in the ukraine we know that's a lie we know he called for the firing of the prosecutor that was looking into burisma his son's company we know just how dirty this deal is. Uh, we'll get into that, but that plus yesterday had the photos of, of you know the hunter, these compromising photos, and they promised more. This morning, so far, we don't have more photos, but we have more revelations today. The New York Post has a story about Hunter's efforts in China to cash in on his father's name, and and he made a lot more money in China than he did in the Ukraine, but. We'll get to that. Here's Andy Stone. After the story hit the fan and everybody started sharing it, he says, 
while I will, I will intentionally not link to the New York Post, I want to be clear that this story is eligible to be fact-checked by Facebook's third-party fact-checking partners. In the meantime, we are reducing its distribution on our platform. So they're saying, what they do is they have these fact-checking third, third party, and they're all left-wingers like PolitiFact. So they allow their left-wing allies to, quote, fact-check it, say, oh, uh, we you know, red flag it, and they will reduce the distribution. So later on, they well, yeah, Dave's right. Twitter takes over because Jack Dorsey literally uh, puts out a statement, and they start suspending people and banning uh, sharing it. And they say they don't, they will not allow it to be shared because it's hacked material. Okay, let's get this out of the way right off the bat. It is not hacked material. That is a lie. The the computer repair guy owned the computer after Hunter dropped it off and never picked it up after a certain amount of time. He abandoned it. So the computer repair guy owned it. He didn't hack it. That's a lie. And how many times has Twitter allowed hacked material? to be shared if it yeah like how did trump's tax returns get released again precisely trump's tax returns how about the how about the secret undercover recordings of melania by her former uh friend two weeks anything yeah like anything that involves an anonymous source did they check every single source on every single story ever made with an anonymous source in it here's my question to you they don't even pretend i mean it's such a blatant lie that they they won't let this be shared because it's hacked uh, or can't be verified. It was verified. It's true. Even the even the Biden campaign didn't deny its veracity. They, they, they know it's true. And Wiki, they were WikiLeaks has an account on Twitter. WikiLeaks' entire business model is around hacking. Everything they do is hacking. <laughs> That's bad. If you hack, if you hack the right people, Jack Dorsey and 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 Mark Zuckerberg are okay with it. They are in it to affect the election. This is what you call election interference for all those people who complained about this mythical Russian interference, which with as Facebook, we know now. Facebook memes, Facebook memes, Jerry. They made Facebook memes. Right, and right. right. The election. And, 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 you know, the Russians hacked our election. We, had, we spent $30 million investigating that's, uh, that myth that Hillary made up to hurt Trump. We now know that that's all made up now, but this isn't made up. I have to say, that generally when you get banned, I feel bad. Or if they, you know, ban the Proud Boys or Gavin McGinnis, I go, oh, that's too bad. And I don't get uh, upset. Real, you know, I'm really upset. Yeah. It's not my. You don't care I, about me. I mean, yeah, you don't I say it's too me. bad. I hope they don't come from me. They take my followers away every day. I lose like a hundred followers on Twitter. I've noticed that. You, you're below me. And, and and I see all these new followers who oh, I pick up new followers, and then the number just dry, keeps dropping because. What if they're banning your followers, Jerry? That could be happening. They could be banning your followers. I have people who follow me that already followed me in the past who they take. How many times? I've followed your account 20 times. It's it's what happens. I've learned, I've read about this. Anyway, I'm not complaining because you get you get banned. I just get shadow banned. But anyway, this is so egregious. And immediately, you know, uh, Senate, you know, Josh Hawley jumps in, uh, Ted Cruz is running out, Mike Lee. They, they all get they all get uh, mobilized and energized. And I'm saying, why do this if you're Jack Dorsey or if you're Mark Zuckerberg? Isn't it playing with fire? It is. But they know it's just a lot of talk. What are they? Oh, let me guess, Jerry. They're going to call him in for another hearing. 
and they're, they're oh, going to ask him questions. Josh Hawley said he's calling him in for a hearing. Oh, that's but never think... happened before. Oh, no, not a hearing. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I, bet he, I bet you he's shitting his pants. Oh, yeah. So you think it's all talk again? That the... it's, all, it's all that's ever. Um, who's the president right now, Jerry? I believe it's still Donald J. Trump. Here's an idea. Perhaps he should do something about it. Perhaps. Per, maybe just an idea. Maybe instead of over the last four years, just allowing these liberal monopolistic platforms to just ban conservatives systematically over time, maybe he should have used the power that he has to, you know, do something about it. Perhaps it's a crazy idea. Just Here's again, again, why I think it's crazy that they are this brazen because I today, I mean, I always hear about it and I say they should do something. And you and I have talked about their immunity. They, they pretend that they're a neutral platform and not a publisher. And they get this carve out because they give so much money to both parties that they got this special dispensation. You can't sue them. And you, you know, they, they act like they're the phone company. You're talking about the section 230. You're talking about the communication. Section 230. And because of this, Aiden, I think more people are reading up and learning and saying, what a simple remedy. It might it's not, not solve that it. simple though. This because it's all set. If you eliminated CDA section 230, all that would do is make it easier to sue right. Facebook. And what they would ultimately do then is just shut down their business completely, which does us no good because we need Facebook. Facebook must they exist shut down completely. If they lose this immunity, they will shut down completely. Isn't, Jerry, what were we arguing three months ago about police and qualified immunity? We, the, the argument we were making is nobody's going to want to become a cop. If you eliminate qualified immunity, the same applies for Facebook. If they don't have a, if they're responsible for everything that a third party like me or you posts on their website, they're not going to take that legal liability. They'll well, just pack up and go about? home. What are you talking about? The New York Times uh, doesn't have immunity. Uh, NBC, yeah, Fox the New York Times gets sued all the time, and they have a gigantic legal department that deals with it. Right. Facebook so, can't so get they sued, have to, so they can't be this blatant, this brazen, and censor you or uh, 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 um, take down posts or whatever uh, for political reasons. Uh, I think yeah. it's the first step. I don't know why you would be against it. You, you'd be no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, don't think that that's going to solve the problem. The salt, Jerry. The problem. I'm a little bit more radical than you with this because I'm a little, couple steps ahead of this. You know, yes, I'm well read. So what the, we have two options here, really. Okay, number one, which I like a lot, is nationalize it. I don't care. Nationalize it. That means literally the government owns it, and they'll say, "Well, what happens if the uh, the liberals take control? You want them? No, 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 no. Wrong. You base it all." On the first, if the government owns it, then it's based on the First Amendment. Things cannot get taken down by the government because they'd be violating your First Amendment rights. Because it is the fact that they've allowed the company to get to the size and control the media and control the conversation so much. They've allowed this to happen. Teddy Roosevelt, if he were alive today, would take his big old stick out and smash it to smithereens. Okay. Aiden, you know, I, I love you and all, but can we stay in the real world here? Can we stay in, you know, like I'm reality? You the solution. Uh, That's they're the not solution. going to nationalize Facebook and Twitter. Fine, treat it like a utility company. That's option B. Treat it like Verizon. Can Verizon okay. decide that they don't like your conversation that you're having on the phone? They don't like your text messages, and so they're going to censor it. Can they do that, Jerry? No, which is why I think this first step is the Section 230. Uh, I mean, it might, but, might not be enough, but it's – yeah, that's why that is the best analogy I've heard. And a bunch of people tweeted it out. You have mentioned it before. 
what Facebook, if you don't understand what Facebook is, Twitter and Twitter are doing, because maybe you haven't lived through it like Aiden has, but maybe you're a good liberal and they, liberals can write whatever they want on Facebook or Twitter, and they do not have to worry about being banned or shadow banned. They live, but if you want to understand the problem, what they're doing is it would be like you said, you're Verizon, you're having a phone call, they're listening, they don't like what you're doing, and they disconnect you. That's what they're doing. Or you're emailing somebody, emailing your friend. This, you know, big brother is is looking over your shoulder. They don't like. Say you're emailing a friend about how much you hate Joe Biden, or what a scumbag Hunter Biden, and they they just delete your account. You can't email. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. That's exactly what like, they're doing. What if we have a pr- private conversation over a phone, Jerry, or in a Zoom group, and we're like, we share unverified information that Political hasn't fact checked yet. That, are we, are, is that where we're going yet? Because that's what these companies are. They're bigger than Verizon. 2.6 billion people use Facebook. It's where soccer moms post their announcements about who's bringing oranges this week. It's not an option to have an account. You have to be on there. Right. So if if people understand the steps they're taking to censor, to control, to influence an election, then they will support the efforts of a few in Washington, Josh Hawley being one who is uh, demanding uh, hearings and demanding action. And maybe we'll see. He seems sincere. He seems like a a, a star in the making, as I just tweeted, as you've tweeted. I mean, he's the front runner in 2024. Do we agree? I mean, like you said, he's like Trump, only smarter. If, if we have, that's what I said last night. He's like, literally like he, nobody gets it as good as Josh Howley. He looks presidential. He talks presidential. He's got a presidential voice. It's very powerful. That, that is the guy right there. And he doesn't offend people the way that Donald Trump would. And can you, I, can you, I bring it back to the, can I bring it back to the actual story for one second? Because I, on Twitter yesterday, you just got lectured by every journalist in the world talking about how nobody should share this and nobody should report it. I just want to like create a parallel to some extent, right? If this story came out yesterday and it said multiple sources say there is X or there are X on a laptop, if it was about sources and not about a fucking laptop that randomly dropped on this guy's, you know, in this guy's store or whatever, they can't ban that, right? Like two weeks ago, we were talking about there were four anonymous sources calling. uh, Hold on. Hold on. Dave, why do you think why do you think they can't ban it? No, I see what he's saying. He's saying that previous reporting based on anonymous reporting. So, so, so two weeks ago, Trump, there was like eight sources. And what was that? Was that a time story? It was the Atlantic. The Atlantic it was the most egregious news of all time. Yeah. It's, I mean, I got it written here right on my list, along with the Melania tapes and Trump's tax returns. You have the Atlantic story completely made up. Everybody knows it was completely, utterly shared everywhere (laughs) on every, on every platform. Everyone can share it. Trendiest thing you could tweet that day, whatever. If this story comes out from the New York post and everything was sources say X, and it's not this kind of dialed in actually, you know, whether you believe it or not, there, there appears to be some journalistic effort put into this story. Why would this one get banned in that well, one? Here's, because it's exactly what you say, because it's true. They even uh, even Biden's team didn't deny it. And it's incredibly damaging. I know. I know. Turtle Boy doesn't care about Hunter. Doesn't think anyone no, cares I, about I Hunter. I love Hunter. I mean, Jerry, you got to get over this. Hunter's a bad guy thing. Hunter is a good time. Did you see those? Pictures? The rock star. Yeah, he is fun, uh, yes. man. Tommy, I, we, oh, they should raffle off a weekend with Hunter. 
Of course, I've seen the pictures, and I and and as I asked on Twitter, uh, all these uh, alleged media outlets—they're not media outlets anyway—they're PR arms of the Biden campaign. But what would the New York Times and the Washington Post and NBC do if that were forget Donald Jr., forget Eric Trump, if that were Jesse Barrett? Suddenly, pictures show up of Jesse Barrett with a crack pipe in his mouth. Jesse Barrett—is that is that Amy's kid? One of her kids? Amy's husband. That's Amy's husband. If they ever had a picture compromising picture of him doing anything they wouldn't hesitate to run with it to share it to plaster the walls with it but here's what's so egregious i mean it's so it's so on so many levels it's outrageous it's wrong it should be criminal what they're doing is the story is rock solid and i got uh, i got a story right here about all the media members alleged media members again they're just uh they're just uh, democratic operatives with press passes saying literally saying do not share that story admonishing their their friends in the media not to share a story which is incredibly uh explosive and they are literally saying uh i mean you you got this guy uh, kyle griffin from msnbc a million followers he's a producer at nbc msnbc he does news, breaking news, and he says, do not, whatever you do, fellow journalists, don't share this story. It's incredible the efforts they go to to not be journalists, to be Trump, uh, to be Biden campaign volunteers. Um, but Well, this, the also, more- this also plays right into guys like that's hand when the people who are involved in the story, when it's names like Steve Bannon or Giuliani, like it's, it's ripe for them to do this bullshit that they're doing the last one. It's true. You're right. I mean, they hate Giuliani, but they hate Trump. I mean, you don't even need a surrogate. You have Trump. It helps Trump. It hurts Biden. That's all that matters. They don't care that they abandon all journalistic practices and ethics. uh, And and they say, don't share it. Don't believe it. And then they went into overdrive saying, oh, it's the story has so many flaws. People were sending it to me when I was tweeting. They said, oh, uh, Business Insider did an analysis and said, this story is flawed. We don't know this this computer repairman's a Trump guy. Just if you're just learning about the story, I want you to understand one thing. It is rock solid, airtight. These are Hunter Biden's emails. These are Hunter Biden's photographs. This is better than having a source, even in a source on the record. You have things that are completely embarrassing and damaging to them because he didn't want you to see them. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. As always, Dave McDonough joins me. Dave, uh, crazy week. Let's get an update. We got Trump with the virus. We right. got debates. We got all the stuff. What went on in the market? Dave, last Friday, you know, market was going to implode. That's what the, you know, the Dow futures were indicating because of the president and the virus. We told your listeners, don't believe the hype. Buy the dip. Dave, best week this week in over six. Now, where did you tell the listeners? Because I bet you told them on the captain's blog, which you'd be a dummy if you don't go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement and sign up for it. Dave, we put the blog out each and every week. What happened last week, what's going to happen next week. It's worth the three-minute watch. So we do 30 seconds here. If you go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement, you can get the captain's blog in video, audio, text form. Go sign up, flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. What else is there left to do? That's all we have for this week, Dave. Bang. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Consider what a screw-up Hunter is. He drops the computer off for repairing, for repair. 
because he spilled something, water or something on it. He dropped it in the tub when he was wasted. And he never picks it up. He's such a such a screw up that he never thinks, I better get my laptop. And I believe there was three of them. <laughs> so he drops it off. This guy who repairs it says, you know, he never picks it up. So he takes ownership of it. That means it wasn't hacked. This guy, you want to you want to hear about corruption at every level of the swamp? First thing he does is call the FBI, says, tells the FBI what he has. They never get back to him. They do nothing. Then he calls Mike Lee, who I'm this close to saying is a complete fraud, even though he's great on these on these uh, Amy Coney Barrett hearings. He's great on some things, but on big tech, he's a coward. He's bad. Calls Mike Lee. Mike Lee never gets back to him. So this is in the spring. Finally, in September, he reaches out to a uh, a, a, a surrogate of Gi- Giuliani's. After the FBI does nothing and the Republicans in the Senate do nothing, that's your swamp for you. They have this thing, this this computer, which could be a, have a major factor in the election, and they don't even follow up. These people are swamp creatures. Giuliani, for all his faults, is a pit bull working for Trump and and trying to win the election. He's the one that says, wow, check this out. (laughs) Check this out. It is, it, it uh, exposes Joe Biden now uh, as a liar. We all kind of suspected he was lying. As I say, he's traveling the world with his son on air force two and claiming that they never, ever, ever talk about um, Hunter's business. So he's with them all the time, goes to China with them on the plane for hours, and they never mention why Hunter's going to China. Mm. That's just not believable. I'm sorry. This story is a great story. As I said yesterday, the mainstream media is going to work overtime, have to work overtime to, to, uh, to discredit it. They're failing so far. In fact, the more they ban it, the more they demand that you don't share it, the more credible it appears. Would you agree? Oh, totally. 100%. They're just so obvious now in a few weeks before the election. And think about it. I mean, they've done that. They're doing this so brazenly asked before because they know Donald Trump, not only is he not going to do anything, he's going to use their platforms to announce that he's not doing anything. Donald Trump could fix this in one second. You know what he does, Jerry? He announces, I'm leaving Twitter and I'm going to parlor. And then you know what the media and everybody else does? They follow him because people literally make careers out of trolling Donald Trump on Twitter. They have to follow him. They have to go wherever he is, but he doesn't do it because he's not a very bright person, Jerry. Well, he has bright people around him like Kaylee McEnany, and she's banned. To to me, it felt like a game changer yesterday. You're more cynical, and I respect that because I've seen the outrage. I know how this cycle works. We get mad about it for about 24 hours and then we move on to the next thing and people it's no longer talked about. So do you think this is different? This time is different. This is three weeks, less than three weeks before an election. It's obviously election interference. Again, it's not even subtle. It's not like banning turtle boy or, or shadow banning this guy or that guy, Kurt Schilling. It is literally banning the spokesperson, the spokeswoman for the president. A woman who is uh, speaking, literally speaking for the president, and you suspend her. In other words, uh, F you to all Trump supporters. We're all in on Team Biden. We can do anything. You can't stop us. It's It reached that point. And there was this lame apology from, from uh, Dorsey 
last night saying the way they handled it was not great. As Tucker said, he, he writes like a child. <laughs> yeah, it's like he puts it out. His issue wasn't the censorship. It was- we just heard from the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, who tweeted this, quote, our communication around our actions on the New York Post article was not great. And blocking URL sharing via tweet or DM with zero context as to why we're blocking, unacceptable. Huh. Hmm. Guys, manages the company like one, too. By the way, the <laughs> Biden campaign is able to call the story, quote, discredited because big tech is trying to discredit it. No reporter has taken a look at the story and concluded, oh, sure, this is. There you go. See, here's, but don't you think it's a game changer in this regard, Aiden, is even if you're just casually following things because of the election, you're watching like tonight, these two town halls, Trump will certainly bring this up. I think someone will bring it up at the Biden town hall and he will lie again about his, his involvement. We all know he's been lying for years about his involvement. By the way, do you have that sound Dave on, on tell me how, how, tell me how believable this is when he denies he denies to, I don't know if it's Peter Deucey or somebody in the press court. I think this is less than a year ago when he's talking about what he knew about Hunter's grift in the, the Ukraine. Do you believe this denial? Period. I never, ever, 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 ever had a conversation with my son about anything was it that six? I was doing. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever. You reach that many evers, you're lying. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. That's a lot of evers. I think three is the limit. Once you go over three, you're definitely lying. And it is funny because he gets offended that you even ask. I mean, they, they they ask you know Trump about his hair and and anything. It's all on on the table. They ask Biden about this scam that his son is running in overseas in a number of places, not just the Ukraine, not just Ukraine, but Russia, where the mayor's wife sent him three and a half million. Uh, China, where his company walked away with a billion and a half. I mean. Here's the best part that hasn't been mentioned much. I find it interesting. Um, you know, Giuliani finds it noteworthy, but it's obviously been buried by the media. There's an email uh, to from G- Hunter Biden. Again, he was probably wasted. He's probably smoking crack. He emails his daughter, Naomi, and I'm not sure how old she is. And he tells her that Papa, that's what they call Joe, Papa, gets half of everything he earns. <laughs> and that to me is the, is the bottom line. This is the, the this is this, I don't know, smoking gun, but this explains it all. This brings it all together. Joe Biden's son and his brother, by the way, all his family members have cashed in on, they have the, the you know, the, uh, the white house, the, the office of the vice presidency was a cash cow for everybody in Joe Biden's universe. His kids, his brother, his siblings, they all got rich. And you're saying, why didn't Joe get rich? Well, he can't because it's all uh, on. It's all documented how much money the vice president can grab on the side. He can't grab, you know, a billion and a half from China. That would be a crime. But his siblings and his kids can. And they, and according to this email, they have to kick back to Papa. Then you look at Papa's houses. His massive mansion, which is worth, I don't know what it's worth, tens of millions of dollars in Wilmington, Delaware. Then he has a beach house worth millions more. He has gotten filthy rich as uh, a senator and a and a vice president. And maybe we're learning how, how he did it by, you know, 
doing it the old-fashioned way, demanding kickbacks from his, his scummy kids and his siblings. Um, that might be the next shooter drop. Again, that will be completely ignored, completely discredited by big tech uh, when it breaks. But Giuliani's promising more. And as we mentioned yesterday, I know you don't care. You don't care, Turtle Boy, but Giuliani's promising a 12-minute video with, with Hunter involved in a sex act and smoking crack. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I do care about that, actually. That is fantastic. I'd love like That would be awesome. I, love st- I do love stuff like that. It's just I don't think it's going to have the political effect that you think it has. I, I'm not, you know, again, it'll be, it'll be uh, buried. It'll be hidden. It'll be ignored. But again, if that were Donald Trump Jr. smoking crack getting, you know, serviced by a, a, a whatever. A could, it be Kim, could, it, could it be Kim Guilfoyle? <laughs> I bet she's a yeller. I bet she's a yeller, Jerry. Uh, I, I'd watch, but I don't think they would ignore it. I'm just going to guess that the mainstream media would not ignore a video of Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump smoking crack. By the way, doesn't crap crack get you all wired up? Isn't it like cocaine? I don't know. Any crackheads in the house? Uh, yeah, crack. crack. Yet, uh, Those are your people. Yeah. Those are your a lot people. of comments. By the way, a lot of comments about Cully's hair right now. Oh, look! I'm I'm, I'm, I'm always looking on. Does he wake up in the morning to do his hair? Uh, three thirty in the morning. Never change the subject. It's very distracting. Yeah, I apologize. His well, hair is distracting you. Yeah, it's like look at it. Look at that. It looks like he's in a boy band. What are you talking look about? Stylish guy. What do you want from me? In his mid thirties. Uh, I was born anyway, with great hair. I show it off. Back to, back to the sex life. Do you uh, shower every morning and do your hair every morning? Do my hair? I mean, I, this is nothing. This is just like I just slick it back. You know, it's a casual look. It's not slick a big it deal. back. All right. Yeah. All right. He does. He kind of looks like Hunter. You know, he's got that that goatee. I definitely that... don't get laid as much as Hunter gets laid. I'll say that <laughs> Nobody I'm not, does. I'm not Nobody. sure anybody does. But uh, I'll try. I'll try crack. But I definitely don't get laid. Like you should try you democratic imagine... politics. It's even better. Yeah. You imagine being Hunter right now, waiting. I know he's probably again. He's wasted. He's passed out on the floor, drooling on himself. But knowing that there's more to come i mean it's bad enough these pictures are embarrassing and everybody's getting a good laugh at his expense can you imagine thinking which which time was it that they have on me that that, you know which sex act do they have me doing he doesn't even know that but it's all his fault it's not like this was done you know surreptitiously it's not like it was recorded like the melania tapes where her uh, alleged assistant or alleged friend recorded her secretly and then you know sold it and then wrote a book i I was flipping around last night that woman was on with uh chris cuomo talking about how melania and um and donald trump don't care about uh what's his name the big kid baron 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 had the virus of course baron's all better because he's 15 or 14 he got better in like 10 minutes and they're saying, oh, they didn't care. They didn't tell us. that." Anyway, that woman is scum. She recorded her friend and then sold the tapes. Bootleg Linda Tripp. Right. That wasn't banned by Facebook. That wasn't uh, flagged by Twitter. That was okay. But this, this, you know, concerned citizen who went to the FBI with this computer because it had important state secrets on there and things that that could have gotten Joe Biden blackmailed. By the way, he still could get blackmailed. He's opened himself up to blackmail from a number of bad actors in China and Russia and Ukraine. Do we really think that they're not going to remind Joe Biden that they took care of his son and his family and sent them billions? 
I mean, the idea that Joe Biden is the, you know, the scandal free, you know, the, the Obama administration was scandal free. Is there a bigger lie in the history of politics? They, they had more scandals in eight years than any administration in the history of this, 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 this country. But is this you know, a, is it, like, I'm, I'm down about it. You know, every time I see something like this, I get, it's deflating because it's like it right. just seems like the the deck is stacked against our team. It's completely unfair, right? But is this a, is this a good thing though? Because it's gotten too big now that I feel like like especially tonight you got to ask Trump about it. You got to ask Biden about it tonight. It's gotten but, too big. Yeah, I, I think it. I think if you're the New York Post, you say what a gift. You know, realize people can't well, share. Trump the is, but the problem with Trump is he's not smart enough to articulate. He's a very stupid man, Jerry. You have to admit that he's not smart. I, I, I admit he's not smart enough to capitalize on this. And if it were someone like Josh Hawley or or you know someone really smart like Amy right. Coney Barrett, Ted or Cruz, Ted Cruz, or even Donald Jr., they would handle it much better. He will stumble over this tonight. You're right. And here's the other thing. He won't read up. He won't understand the story. He won't know all the details. He'll just Very smoke. not good. I've heard from a lot of people that a lot of conservatives are being sand. Not good. Not a fan. And then he'll go and use it tomorrow. He will stay. He'll say catchwords, you know, phrases. He'll, he'll mention Ukraine and Sleepy Joe and, and uh, you know, the, the this, this Ukraine scam and it's a setup. It's all a setup, but he won't get into details and he won't tell us. See, I, I defer to you on what we could do about this. And your idea of, of nationalizing Facebook is stupid. I'm no, sorry. It's, nope. A, this is wartime conservatism, Jerry. This is, we are at war with liberalism. I agree. And you have to take drastic steps. I agree. And, 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 and uh, Tucker called it a dark day in us history. It felt that way. It felt like it was a monumental, moment in history because not only are is big brother controlling us but if but and and trying to influence this election you know openly explicitly doing what they can to help one candidate over another but if they win and they're favored to win their polls are are looking good if they win it's going to get much 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 worse um I say this to my my liberal friends, the my Trump hating friends. You know, when you vote for Sleepy Joe and Kamala, you are voting for Jack Dorsey. You are voting with Mark Zuckerberg. You're voting to make this big tech censorship worse. All right, so Jerry, you, you, I just got to correct you there. You said that you know things aren't looking good for for Trump, and it's looking good for Biden. He, my way. I've thought that too, and I was down it. And the more I think about it, Jerry, the more polls that come out that tell me a new poll came out yesterday for think from Kunepiak that said Trump is losing by seven in Georgia. Do you believe Trump is losing by seven in Georgia? No, but I don't no. think he's winning. I, I think it's much. Oh, I, closer. I, I think it's all literally just none of these polls are legitimate. None of them. There is a. I have a brother right that lives in Pennsylvania. He's a registered independent. When they call him, he admitted to me yesterday. He goes, he's been called for polls. He just lied. He's voting for Trump. He just lies. He's like, I just lie. I just don't want to tell him. Yeah, I know a lot of Trump supporters, you know, devoted Trump supporters, the people who go to the rallies, they don't tell the truth to pollsters. Um, and I realize it was just as bad four years ago, but I, I'm baffled. I am baffled. He's going to win. People, He's going to win, Jerry. I, I mean, I understand how people can be turned off by Trump and his personality and his, his, his arrogance and his brazenness and all that. But I can't believe people look at this bumble and stumble and feeble old man 
who was compromised on so many levels. And by the way, his phony, uh, just cringy, creepy running mate. She uh. thought she could use, <laughs> she could use the Amy Coney Barrett hearings. She thought she could use the hearings as, you know, a campaign ad. They could use it to, uh, to make a campaign speech. It has backfired completely for two reasons. Amy Coney Barrett is great and much, much smarter than she is. But she looks terrible. She's doing it remotely, even though she's in the building. She looks terrible. She sounds terrible. Jerry, I, Jerry, I, I was talking. Uh, speak, I, was talking. Says, I was speaking. That's her line. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. I'm speaking. She looks more arrogant than ever. And I saw this live last night. We can play it, but it doesn't do justice because uh, the audio doesn't do it justice. It's a visual. These are the two cringiest people on TV, Kamala Harris and Rachel Maddow. I'm flipping around. Fox is at break. I'm, I'm, I, I say, you know what? I haven't watched MSNBC since, I don't know, the last election. I got to see what they're doing. And she's got Kamala Harris on and Rachel, and they are literally giggling like two little high school girls, uncontrollably, fake giggling, not real giggling, fake laughing about the fly on Pence's head, whatever that was, months ago at that debate. And it's just, she, they're just, she is just so unlikable. Does anyone like Kamala Harris? Does anyone say, I, I no, want her own her? party rejected her, Jerry. She didn't even make it to the Iowa caucus. That's a good point. <laughs> they hate her. They hate her more than anybody. Right. She was, she was like fifth. She didn't get 1% polling nationally. She was a terrible. And, and, I'd like, and I'd like to thank the Democrats for their affirmative action policy, but because they solely chose on gender and race, they chose an incredibly weak candidate when there were much more appealing people out there that he could have picked. I can't imagine there are too many that would have been less appealing. I mean, the, maybe Maisie Hirono. She'd be worse. <laughs> yes, maybe Maisie. Maybe. Right. I mean, because she's her. Pocahontas, baby. I mean, Maisie Hirono is the dumbest uh, uh, elected official I've ever seen at any level. She's quite stupid. um, I thought, again, Amy Coney Barrett just controlled the room, just was the smartest person in the room. I I don't know what that's like. What is that like, Cullinane, to be the smartest person in every room that you're in? Uh, I'm not always the smartest. I look the best as we already went over, but it's true. It's, it's, you know, it, it feels good. You know, she looks like she just owns the room. She's poised, she, right? She's not just the smartest. She's the best looking. She's yeah. going to be the best looking uh, Supreme Court justice ever. I mean, it's close between her and the Sotomayor, but she, I'm going to give her the nod. Sandra Day O'Connor wasn't too shabby in her youth. I was listening. I was listening to Rush yesterday. Everyone, most people think she's done, it done right? A done deal. She handled herself beautiful, beautifully poised, unflappable. Oh, she's in. Yeah. She's great. She put them in just body bags and just killed them all that were trying to grill her, Klobuchar and Hirono and, and Weldon Shithouse and a whole bunch of them, right? Weldon She just, just won in a route. But that ridiculous line of questioning from that moron Hirono about sexual assault, when she asked if he ever committed sexual assault, and she's looking at her going, what? It was like bizarre. She thought it was, uh, I don't know, Brett Kavanaugh or something. But she asked that question. And everyone played it, and everyone mocked it, and everyone laughed. I've been listening to Rush yesterday, and he thinks it's part of a setup. He thinks yeah, I heard they that went too. to all her students over the years, and I don't know how many that would be, hundreds and hundreds of law students, and they found one. He's and he thinks they got to bring that student out. Today's the day, by the way, if there are any bombshells. Yeah. She's not on the stand. She's not there, but they are going to 
Uh, How's that going to look? You're going to bring out a, a guy who's like, oh, I was, t- I was a 24-year-old man and I had yeah. sex with my young professor. Yes. Oh, bombshell. Yeah, people oh. are going to feel real bad for him, Jerry. It is a bombshell when you think about it. I mean, it's the best they got. I mean, they accused Kavanaugh gang rape. You don't think they'll, and they made it up, obviously. Uh, everything, everything. A little bit different, Jerry. There's a little bit difference between a woman victim of sexual assault and a male victim of sexual assault. I think the public will perceive that slightly differently. No? Well, no. Well, sure, but they need something. She's perfect, right? She's perfect. She's, She's literally the perfect candidate. She's why wasn't perfect. he her first? Cho- why wasn't he Trump's first choice? I asked that yesterday, and. I think, well, Chaddock's theory was that, like, he was saving her to replace Ginsburg, but Ginsburg could have survived, you know, to the election and never would have called her up. But um, I think she's the perfect replacement for Ginsburg. I love the fact that every time they asked her a hypothetical question, she said, as Justice Ginsburg said, I'm not going to answer that. And she answers the questions the way Trump could. Like, it's, it's, it turns out it's actually simple when you ask somebody, like, do you condemn White supremacy. You just you just say yes, and then that's it. Right. <laughs> As it turns Corey out, Booker, Cory Booker's follow up is, uh, "Gee, that's great to hear. I wish the president would do the same and condemn white supremacy." It's just so disgusting. Anyway, uh, she had a great day, but but again, back to Russia's theory that they're going to have a bombshell today. They're going to bring in some kid. Said he was a student. Said she she grabbed his ass and said, "I'll give you an A if you you know have sex with me or something." I don't believe it, but Rush made the case that that was what Maisie... See, if that were like Dick Durbin, I would say maybe. But this is Maisie Hirono, who was dumber than than my dog Toby. Maisie Hirono was doing that to make it seem like she wasn't picking on Kavanaugh two years ago. That's all that was. That was her basically saying, see, I ask everybody. Uh, or just like, you know, make you think, float that out there, that maybe something's coming, that she's you know working hard for... Uh, you know, the crazy lefties who hate who hate Amy Coney Barrett. And and they talked about how illegitimate she was and how people are already voting a thousand times. And the first time it didn't matter and the last time it didn't matter. The Democrats are the ones that forced everybody into this early voting thing, you know, like mail-in vote, any way they can to steal an election. They have tried. So they're going to say, because we allowed people to vote early, you can't have a judge or a justice. It's just bizarre. They had no answer. They had no defense. It was great. It was great to watch. I enjoyed it. It wasn't very sexy. We haven't seen, you know, her even rumors about anything they got on her. And she's done testifying. She will be confirmed, I believe, next week, October 22nd. Oh, no, October 26th. She comes out of the committee and goes to the full Senate. And Mitch McConnell puts it to a vote. And all the Democrats, every single one, votes against her. For what? Because they don't agree with her. That's not how it used to work. Now they just hate her because she's a Trump appointee and they're going to vote against her. I would love to hear the moderate Dem- the Re- Democrats, you know, the Joe Manchins, explain why they're going to vote against We're in a her. pandemic, Jerry. A pan- That's their favorite. Oh, they always start oh, off. We're in right. the middle of a pandemic. We can't right. do this right now. We're very busy with the pandemic. Right. I, that's right. You can't have a, a nominee during a pandemic. You're supposed to just leave the scene empty until we get a vaccine or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. But um, that's a done deal. I enjoyed it, even though it wasn't very fiery, wasn't very sexy. She was spectacular. I was wondering if she would uh, embrace white supremacy or denounce it. I was on the fence a little bit because, I mean, I, I obviously, obviously ask questions back to the senators. Like if I was her, I'd be like, so, okay, so you've asked me, I can then white cover. Let me ask you one. 
when are you coming out of the closet, Corey? Who, who are you fooling? Who are you fooling, man? Come on. By the way, he was uh, into the questions about sexual preference. She, he pounced on that too. That's the most controversial thing that got out of her. She used the term sexual preference, and which turned out to be a slur and forced Webster you know, to change the definition of the word. That's how bizarre that was. But you're right. Corey was, was into that. And she learned, I think every future nominee learned you can't do that because Kavanaugh did it. He started asking Klobuchar how much beer she drinks. And it just sounded stupid. And he came back after the break and apologized. And said, that's I why I can't be on the Supreme Court. And that's what I would ask him back. Yeah. I would have, like, so Maisie, you're on a scale of one to 10. Just how stupid are you? How is, how is Tulsi Gabbard not the queen of your state? Answer me that. That's an injustice. I went over yesterday. She had she got seventy two percent of the vote. Maisie Hirono. It's the most liberal state in the country, you know. That's the one that Obama won by the most. Well, that's because he's from there. Yes. I'm, I mean, I'm. I'm it's, but even with Hillary, I, it's like a sixty eight percent kind of state, two thirds. Yeah. Right, well, like I said, Maisie Hirono, you know, who is, uh, you know, if you put her brains in a bird, it will fly backwards. She she gets seventy two percent of the vote. She's there for life, which is good. It's good for us. It's good for the. Uh, the opposition, because she's such an embarrassment. Uh, but but that's over and done with. And I'm glad because we've moved on to big tech censorship, which is a much, much, much more important issue. And again, you can't answer me why Zuckerberg and and Dorsey and, and, and all these people, this uh, this clown from Westford, uh, why they are so brazen, why, why they're so open about it. I mean, you really think that Josh Hawley is 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 his threats are hollow that he's not going to actually do anything about it. Well, what what power does he have to do anything? He's the United States. He's one of one hundred United States senators. Well, can't they repeal the Section two thirty? Doesn't that a good yeah, shot? Yeah, that requires a vote. Right. So how, the the problem is not that Josh Hawley's the world. The problem is the uh, the 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 Mike Brons of Indiana of the world, and the Mike Lees, and the people that Tucker you know makes it. That's why we love Tucker. That's that's why he's the guy because he'll have a list in a couple of days. He's going to have a list of Republican senators who are standing in the way of tech regulation. That's but that's good. I'm saying that's a good first step, isn't it, to expose the Republicans who are standing in the way? Good. If it works, works. to me, it feels like uh, even if you're taking money from them, if you're Mike Lee or Mike Braun and you're taking money, it feels like you are going to be forced to get in line with Josh Hawley, with with Tucker Carlson and everyone else and take a stand because they're fighting against you. If if Trump loses, I I know you don't think it's going to happen in three weeks, Trump loses. That means they win. That means that they are going to be unchecked and and, and free to, to 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 censor and ban everybody they want. Again, I, I I'm going to say that for the next three weeks, a vote for Biden is a vote for Jack Dorsey. It's a vote for big tech uh, censorship. Do you really want that? Even if you're liberal, is that what you want? I mean, even if I mean, I, we've seen reporters again, I, I'm looking at the the story about all these reporters saying, "Don't report this. Don't cover this." I mean, the cover-up and the effort to help one candidate to influence an election has never been more obvious. That's not what you want if you're if you're like a reporter at the New York Times. They're not real reporters, but do you want the whole world to see your dirty laundry? Do you want the whole world to know just how corrupt you are? I mean, I, I don't think they care. I mean, ultimately, their voters don't care, Jerry. That's, at the end of the day, it's Donald Trump is the opposition. They're going to vote for the Democrats. Nothing matters. Nothing matters at all. 
Um, and, and here's the other thing. Well, first of all, you know, they're lying when they say it was hacked, it wasn't hacked. And then if they say it's old news, there's certain cues, certain giveaways where, you know, they're in the tank. Here's the best one. When they, when they say the Biden campaign said Joe Biden never met with the Ukrainian uh, oligarch because it's not on his schedule. They went back and looked at his schedule. <laughs> so if you're the vice president and you know your your scumbag son is got some some shady deal and he's making uh, you know millions for nothing, he's on this board and making millions. You're supposed to meet. Pressure the oligarch to pay your son and put that on your official schedule. Met with crime. Like, it sounds like they. Hey, I mean, it worked for Kavanaugh. He brought in a calendar from September of '82. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't doing anything wrong, as we know. It was all bullshit. So it was on the calendar. He didn't write gang rape on the calendar. So <laughs> it's like, it's like he, that's right. He's supposed to. See on my calendar, I didn't write gang rape. <laughs> but so the defense, and this is another. It's it's a double-edged sword if you're a Democrat. It's a downside because you are so used to being protected by the media that you could say things that are laughable, like, hey, he didn't meet with the Ukrainian uh, guy. It's not on his schedule. And you know the stenographers at the New York Times and Washington Post and Boston Global write it as if it's a legitimate alibi, that he didn't put it on his schedule, that he was meeting with this corrupt crime boss who was funneling money to his son and they say oh see he didn't uh, oh it was hacked no it wasn't hacked oh it's irrelevant oh no it's very relevant oh we've answered that already no you have not they don't have anywhere to go this time Aiden that's why it's a big story that's why it's going to make a difference maybe I'm well this is I'll tell you what the Republicans have to get their shit together and realize what a threat tech censorship is it needs to be like literally the number one issue to me it's a much bigger issue than any wall or anything like that or tax cuts like if we lose the ability to communicate and spread conservative ideas to large amounts of people then there's no conservative movement we've lost the game it, it, no question but do you does it matter if the reporters and the people that, you know, the free speech advocates on the other side don't care or don't, uh, uh, to me in, in the old days, the media would be on the same page here that say, we can't have censorship. We can't have this. They would say, you can't do that to the New York post. Even if you're working at the New York times, the New York daily news, you'd say, this is an attack on the media, the press. They used to care about that. Now they don't. Now they only care about getting their guy elected. Now they only care about, it's not even their guy. It's stopping Trump. That's all that matters. They abandon all journalistic principles if it, if it will help them stop Trump. Jerry, here's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to literally copy and paste the entire New York Post article onto TB Daily News, word for word. I don't know. They can sue me if they want to. I'm going to repost it on TB Daily News. And I'm going to share. I mean, how do they stop you from sharing information from words? They could They can block that particular link. What happens if I just literally take those I, same exact I, I I clicked on a link for the New York Post and it had that big warning right. thing. Yeah. And so I what if I copied and pasted the warning and tried to tweet it out and it wouldn't let me? Yeah. So so here's what I do. So I literally just take the exact words, the words for words from the New York Post story. I copy, I paste, I put on Turtle Boy, I publish, and then I share the Turtle Boy link with the exact same information as the New York Post. How do they stop that? 
I don't know, but you are not normal. You don't care. You are, and and we always, always give, we give ahead. you a little, we give you a little pat on your bald head and say you're fearless. Most people are intimidated. They're going, uh oh, if I do this, I'll get flagged, and I won't be able to tweet. I won't be able to, you know, do Facebook. They're intimidated by these bullying tactics on the part of the big tech bullies. You are rare in that you don't care, and you get banned, and you just keep coming back. That's not how most people view it. They say, uh-oh, I better get in line. That's the goal, isn't it? Not to get people to yeah, good sheep. line. Good sheep. Yeah, yeah. you need them. Keep get, getting on your knees and doing exactly what Twitter and Facebook tells you to do, and maybe you won't be next. Maybe. <laughs> These people are so pathetic. They're so pathetic. <laughs> God, I want to I, I, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about uh, shake concrete uh, after after I talk about shake concrete. I want to ask you about because you're a big gambler in the lines and how much it means to a line to a game when a coach tests positive for the virus, because that's okay. happening. It happened in a big, big uh, happened to a big, big college football coach. I can tell you all about that. And. I want you to guess on how, what will happen in tonight's dueling town halls. We're going to guess on how the ratings come out of these two as these two do battle on the networks. Um, but first, maybe you need a building. You know, everyone could use a building now and then. Shea Concrete has buildings. They have buildings. They've, they partner with Easy Set Worldwide and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications, such as metal, wood, masonry. Shea Concrete Manufacturers delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support with a focus on cost efficiency and quality control. Each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal, they do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. All right, Turtle Boy, before we uh, let you go back to remote learning, remote teaching, to homeschooling, I know you're enjoying that. You're loving that. You bring back those memories of your days as a teacher. Um, it's fun watching a five-year-old do gym class by jumping over a piece of paper back and forth. <laughs> Should you not, that's what they do. <laughs> you know, how come you don't videotape this and put this up on TV Daily News? I'd love to see My it. wife won't let me. I wanted to. My wife says, nope. Uh, when you heard when you heard that Nick Saban uh, tested positive for the virus, and I've said this all along, players don't matter. They're kids, especially college kids. It doesn't matter. They get sick. They come back. No big deal, as we just saw with Cam Newton. He's He missed one game. He's back. He's got the immunity. They're in good shape. Same with Stephon Gilmore. The Titans had a bunch of guys test positive. They came back. They kicked ass. 
uh, the other night. It is not a big deal when the players get it. It's like getting speaking the flu. Of, speaking of that, by the way, breaking news just now. I don't know if you saw it on your Twitter timeline there. Adam Schefter saying the Falcons are shutting down their facility after multiple tests. Game in jeopardy, obviously. Did they say what? Uh, um, four, po- uh, four positive uh, tests this morning. How many? Four. Four. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were going to lose anyway. They're the Falcons. They were going to, spoiler alert, they were going to get a 24 point lead and lose. That's what they do. Well, they got a new coach now. They got a new staff. They got rid of uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, who never uh, recovered from 28 to 3. And they got rid of Dimitrov, the GM, who was supposed to be a genius and one of Belichick's disciples. Belichick's disciples are a bunch of losers. Can we all agree that? <laughs> yes, they are. It makes them look even better. But the game of the week this week is number three, Georgia, versus at number two, Alabama. And Alabama was favored. What was the number they were favored at? I'm looking for the uh, for the number. But this is a huge game. It's the biggest college football game so far this year. Would you agree? Yeah, until Clemson plays Notre Dame. Okay. I'm not talking about future. I'm taking yeah. so far um, this season. And we found out yesterday that the head coach, Nick Saban, will not be on the sideline because he tested positive. What's he going to – can he be up in the booth and That's be like – I mean, it's been dumb. Didn't didn't somebody uh, coach from a booth last year who was really sick? The old Miss coach or something? I remember somebody coaching from a booth. Yeah, that was all the time. I mean, Joe Paterno did it for like a whole season when he broke his leg. Um, yeah. You could be up in the booth. Can he be up in the booth? Maybe he will be. But anyway, I mean, Penn State will let you play if you're molesting. They'll let you coach if you're molesting kids, but not if you have COVID. <laughs> right, That's right. Crazy. But but um, if he's not in the booth, he'll be in the locker room or he'll be at home and he'll be on the phone. He'll be doing. He'll have some uh, uh, some control. He has to. All right. I'm gonna get the line. If it's, you know, do you have it there? Anybody? Jesus Christ! I'm trying to get the line on this game. I think Alabama. it's at. Uh, is it at minus six? Okay, what what do you think? How much do you think it moved when they lost their coach? That's my guess to you, Aiden. Four. 2.5. He was uh, the best coach in college football, the best coach in college football history, um, was a uh, means 2.5 points to uh, his team. And I guess that makes sense because he could do everything except be on the sideline. You know, he was there till till yesterday, I think. Wow. The total points is 55.5, which makes that's sense. because Al- Alabama played Ole Miss and they scored 111 points. Yeah. But did you hear the most interesting statistic in football I've heard in a long time? And I don't have the exact number, but Alabama had like 732 yards against Ole Miss. The maximum they could have gotten was like 760. They got almost as many yards gained as was possible. I've never heard that before. That's how good their offense was. Yeah. But, All right. right. I will uh, I, I will be watching. That's a good college football game. But um, tonight I'm going to predict that Donald J. Trump wins this one. I don't know what happens in uh, 19 days, but tonight – they're doing dueling town halls, and two reasons Trumps will do better in the ratings. One, he's a more dynamic, more charismatic personality, and two, there's a chance that they'll actually ask a tough question. We know that Joe Biden town halls, as we've learned, 
from CNN and from ABC are setups. They pretend they're undecided voters. They're really Biden guys. Um, in the case of Trump, as you know, they'll actually ask tough questions. There'll actually be some friction. So it's ABC. I mean, it's NBC for Trump and it's ABC for Biden. Do I have it right? So. Yep. Yep. And the funny thing was that this was supposed to be the second debate. There's no reason they couldn't do it. We learned again, the one good thing about this Trump hatred is people get exposed. We learned the debate commission is a bunch of liberals who are in the tank for Biden. There is no reason we shouldn't be sitting here tonight, October 15th, watching the second debate. No reason. Trump is better. He got through the virus. He doesn't have the virus. Biden's on the road. Trump's on the road. They should be together in Miami tonight. But in an effort to protect Biden, the debate commission, which is stacked with never Trumpers and liberals, they they came up with a scheme to force them to do a virtual debate, knowing Trump would uh, uh, resist. He did. So there's no debate. They have to get their guy Biden through one more debate, nine, 90 more minutes, and then hope that he wins on election day and then Kamala can take control within a few months. But tonight I'm going to watch and I'm not sure how I'm going to watch back and forth DVR one, not the other, but I have a feeling Trump's is going to be much, much, much more entertaining. Is this it's probably a, it's probably a good thing that they booked Trump on the same night, right? Because, you know, originally I was thinking, all right, you can, a huge national audience is going to w- get to watch Biden just step all over himself. I'm assuming it's live. So they're all going to get to see him just, you know, do what Biden does. But he's probably going to know the questions in advance. He probably has access to, you know, <laughs> he won't have his teleprompter, but he'll have something. So it's probably just good that Trump is on the same night and can just completely shred Biden's it's, numbers. It's, it's just going to be the same crap. How, yeah. I don't know, how terrible. Because I saw Don Lemon last night pissed off at NBC that they would allow uh, they would allow it on the same night. It's they funny. The media, the media is not happy with NBC for allowing this, even though the ratings will be huge. Even though you know it's a it's a gift, the president wants to come in and do a town hall. Um, NBC, this is a headline for the LA Times. NBC faces backlash for scheduling Trump against Biden. They don't understand. They know obviously NBC wants Biden to win, but they don't understand that they would place business and ratings and revenue above, you know, the the goal here. It's incredible. I'm looking at tweets from Katie Couric and Jeff Greenfield and all these these left-wing swamp creatures who are upset that NBC would dare put Trump on TV tonight and dare attempt to win the night, to win the ratings battle. It's incredible. They don't care about their job. Uh, but it's uh, tonight. He will answer questions from Samantha Guthrie. Samantha Guthrie and a group of voters in Miami, which is where the debate was supposed to be. Beginning oh, at eight. Savannah Guthrie. Yeah, yeah. Today's show. What did I say? Savannah Guthrie. Samantha. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, here's uh, Katie Couric. She says, having dueling town halls is bad for democracy. Voters should be able to watch both, and I don't think many will. This will be good for Trump because people like to watch his unpredictability. This is a bad decision. Well, they can watch both. They can record one. They can record them both. They can watch them at their leisure. Or they could go back and forth. But Katie Couric, again, she's like everyone else. She's not happy because this clearly hurts Biden. By comparison, Sleepy Joe will look, as always, he'll look old, he'll look tired, and Trump will have much, much more energy. And Trump will get real questions. He'll get tough questions, and Joe Biden will not. But I'll be uh, 
I'll be watching somehow, some way. They're at the exact same time. They could have staggered the times, going one at eight and one at nine. Right? It will be interesting to see how it all plays out because yesterday, and it, and it was, you know, Tucker's not on until what, eight o'clock at night. So that's maybe true. They, it's maybe Tucker they, against Biden against Trump. What a battle. Well, that's not where I was going, however. But like last night on the, I was watching the, the network news last night and there was no mention of Twitter censorship. We're leading off with Aaron Trump and COVID. And then we're talking about uh, the battle for seniors in, in wherever, in a, you know, whatever it was. It was, just, it didn't have any of that. If, if today I have to assume it's such a big story, hopefully they have to, the networks have to cover it. And then Trump hits it. I just want to know the impact of the censorship angle, because I don't know if you're everybody in my life, literally somebody walked into the office yesterday and says, have you seen the documentary, the social dilemma on Netflix? Like everybody is talking about that shit. And I almost wonder if this is like, comes off to those people who think uh, Facebook and Twitter are like the worst thing in the world after watching the documentary. Is this a good thing for that? It's a good question. I, I felt that way yesterday. Like this is a pivotal moment, a seminal moment where not only are we seeing this blatant censorship by Twitter and Facebook, but we're seeing it for the purpose of affecting an election, an election that everyone tells us is the biggest election in our lifetime. So the biggest, most important election in our lifetimes is being affected uh, dramatically by a couple of big tech oligarchs in Silicon Valley. And I know that, Liberals are happy. They're rooting for the same guy as as Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey. But even they have to say this is a little unnerving that that these the big brother is watching us and affecting us. And again, it's a great analogy. It would be like in the old days, the phone company or Verizon saying, I don't like what that person is saying on the phone to his friend. I'm going to disconnect them or I don't like what this guy's emailing in an email chain to people he works with. I'm going to, uh, 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 affect his uh, ability to email. I'm I'm going to dismantle or, or ban or suspend his email account. That's what it is. Look at it that way. And even if you are aligned politically with, uh, with Jack Dorsey, you must say, it is frightening. At some level, everybody has to be a little nervous about this, and it's real, as we mention all the time. You know, forget me getting, uh, you know, losing Twitter followers. Look at Turtle Boy. The guy makes his living through social media, through Facebook and Twitter, and and his and his website. And every time he gets someone points out that they don't like, and they and they complain, he gets banned or he gets suspended. And he has to fight to get those people back and to, to you know get his you know his livelihood back. It is not a minor thing. It is not a little. It is a huge, huge deal. Yeah, this is uh this this story is porn to Turtle Boy. <laughs> this is this is good stuff for him. I mean, so. he has to wake up every day and say, "I wrote something edgy, controversial," which he does. Is that going to get me banned again? And if I get banned, how much money do I make this week? It's it hits home with um, with Turtle Boy, and it hits home, obviously, with anybody involved with the Trump campaign. They took down, they banned his spokeswoman. And again, everyone pointed out yesterday that the Ayatollah could tweet, you know, Antifa can tweet, but <laughs> Kaylee McEnany cannot. And what was her crime? She shared a story in a newspaper 
that was founded by Alexander Hamilton, a newspaper that's 250 years old, a newspaper that's in our biggest city that is pretty well established. She took a story that they wrote that is well done, has no, you know, there's no hacking involved. There's no anonymous sources involved. And she shared that story and they shut down the spokesman for the president. They should should rewrite the whole story and just say an an anonymous source tells us that a laptop was dropped off to an anonymous repair shop. You know, just just do the entire thing over and see if it works out. And well, you know, I'm I'm waiting right now. And that's one reason to click on Twitter and and Facebook and everything else is to see what the next shooter drop. Today, they have details of Hunter's efforts in China, which were much more lucrative than his efforts in China. in Ukraine, I retweeted it and nobody has uh, taken me down yet. Uh, we'll see. I think, you know, obviously Jack Dorsey apologized sort of last night. The 12-minute video hasn't come out yet and all the other photographs. This They have so much. Rudy Giuliani has a treasure trove of photos and videos and documents and emails from uh, Hunter Biden. It has only just begun. Bad news for Hunter and, and for Joe but it has only just begun. And if you, you might have to look hard to find it, but you're going to be able to see photos and video and, and just incriminating stuff for days to come. We'll see if Trump introduces it tonight, talks about it tonight. He will try, but as we know, he will do it in a very awkward and clumsy way, unfortunately. But I look forward to it. That is tonight, 8 o'clock, dueling uh town halls uh we will stay on top of this we will uh we will i'll retweet whatever i can retweet and 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 talk about it and uh thanks to turtle boy for joining us today thanks to the the always banned suspended and and uh and flagged tb daily news you can check out the latest from turtle boy at tbdailynews.com thanks to shake concrete allied paving thanks to dcu and Raycon, anything else, Cullinane. That's it. Rate, review, subscribe over the weekend. Can't believe you didn't want to talk about uh, Demi Lovato being censored after her Donald Trump hit piece song aired last I night. I didn't That's know a- about it. You're the Demi Lovato expert. What right. happened with her? What did she do? No, so she she has a new song out that's just bashing the president that they let her perform on national TV. So whatever, whatever you think about it, that's fine. But she had a backdrop uh, on the stage that said vote on both sides of the stage. And the vision was that they would fade back and you would see the entire stage. NBC didn't think that vote should appear on their television screen. So they just zoomed in on Debbie Lovato. And I think their angle was, you know, you just said you just spent three minutes bashing the president uh, with this song that if you put vote, you're basically saying do not vote for Donald Trump. So they censored demo. I don't like censorship in any form, so I, I don't like the move. Do you, do you get? Do you get your uh, take your cues from Demi Lovato? Does she affect your decision on election she, day? She, no, she has a great voice though. Song is actually a beautiful voice. I'll give her credit. Yeah, is yeah. it as nice as uh, Amy Coney Barrett's voice? Uh, yeah. So it, it, it's they're about the same. It's about the same. I haven't heard Amy sing, but uh, but I bet she's got some pipes. Too. All right. I, I don't. I don't want to hear that. I yeah. love, but I don't want to hear that. All right. Thanks, Cullinane, and thanks to everybody for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, This is the Callahan Podcast. I'm Jerry Callahan, and we will talk to you again real soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.